Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back, I'm Brian, and... I'm Inessa. I didn't mean to preempt you with that. That and, and. That was, yeah, I didn't. That, I can handle my, my own and. I, you. I, you, you can. <laughs> and I, um, I, I, I usurped maybe. Usurped my and. I usurped it. It was a patriarchal and, <laughs> and uh, uh, for that you have my apologies. It's fine. We're a, we're a team and we can share the end. Um, you and I. Yes. Can share the ant. We can. Okay, great. Uh, Brian and Inessa talking about the X Men. Yes. You have very diligently and effectively, industriously, painstakingly, and other, and other adverbs <laughs> written a recap. Written it by hand. I, I see that. It's, With it, a pen. It, it's very Victorian. Yeah. There's like a. <laughs> Uh, Jane Austen quality yeah. to the, the recap this week. Yeah. So let's hear it. So I couldn't... Yeah, Pride and Prejudice and the X-Men. I couldn't uh, edit it, of course, because it was written by hand, and obviously I had no intentions of rewriting it. Also, it's possible that my handwriting is going to be inscrutable at parts. I'm looking forward to I haven't the actually rewrite it. You're going to... Uh, to <laughs> so yeah. here we go. Okay, here okay. we go. This is going to be smooth as fucking glass. Okay, issue 229. It's called Down Under. And I don't know when it was published because I didn't write that down. Nor can I tell you when it cost. Nineteen twelve, <laughs> and it cost uh, it cost uh, it cost a farthing. <laughs> it cost three tuppence. You could get uh, change from a penny Six when you uh, when yeah. you buy this thing. Okay. Yeah, like two two guilders and a shake of a lamb's tail. Okay, we start in Singapore at Hoan Bank. Suddenly, the lobby is raided by half men, half machines. They demand the safe be opened, but the president's or CEOs or whatever, Nice says the attack triggered a 24-hour lockout for the vault. The gang is called the Reavers. One has a swastika tattoo, and they're all yeah, pretty rapey. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, they kill the uncle, kidnap... Uh, I refer to her as Miss Hone because I somehow missed her first name or yeah. whatever they're meant to call her, uh, and travel through a magical portal to Australia. The portal is created by an old Aboriginal man they call Gateway. The Reavers party while Hoan is held captive. Turns out they need a financial whiz, so plans some, quote, psychic reprogramming to erase her morality, scruples, and decency. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Reavers pass out drunk, but... The Reavers pass out drunk, but Bonebreaker is summoned by the guard to see a sandstorm outside. He tries to rouse the crew to close the storm shutters, which is like this very pedestrian thing to do. <laughs> Get up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> close the storm shutters. Right, right. Dust in the house. <laughs> but they're overtaken by sand. Of course, it's not any sandstorm. It's storm. It's a, a storm storm. It's a storm yeah. storm, along with Psylocke and Havoc, coming to rescue Miss Hohen. Longshot finds... Longshot finds her still being reprogrammed and rescues her while Dazzler embarrassingly slips down a pile of gold. Wow. <laughs> repro- kind of like Scrooge McDuck there with the uh, slipping on the pile of gold. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Chris Claremont just like hated Dazzler. <laughs> like he... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that now or after the recap? We can talk about it now. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is unusual. He created yeah. the character. Like she's so oh, He had a hand yeah. in creating her. It, it is, uh, she's buffoonish. In, in in quite a few issues, yeah, uh, which is a shame. I, I kind of dug the character, yeah, uh, but but this is not Dazzler. Uh, this is not 
Dazzler, it, it, her most dazzling. Uh, no, yeah, correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, th- th- this is not an, an instance of the character that will engender an audience to uh, uh, like her sincerely. Yeah, there was an issue. I don't know at the time it has no meaning, but there was an issue either the last issue or several issues ago that was like a good dazzler. There was correct. story where she yeah. was like sort of a uh, in Scotland and brave, she, she and she decided that yes. she could be part of the team and whatever. Yeah. But now here she is, just like falling down while other right. people rescue right. people, and yeah. she's just an asshole. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the reprogrammer, whose name I did not catch, grabs hold of Dazzler, settling for making her one of them instead of Miss Hone. While upstairs, uh, meanwhile upstairs, Rogue and Colossus gleefully take on the rest of the Reavers. Suddenly, Bonebreaker grabs Rogue, and she abs- briefly. And sorry to mm-hmm. interrupt, but um, based on Dazzler, I thought that we we're kind of doing this as we're going. Yeah. Um, Colossus outfit. Uh, oh, I, I think your iPad is still rebooting or something like that. No, but it's page working. fourteen. Let's um, let's all let's all take a moment. <laughs> wow. Now. Okay, he's in metal form. <laughs> uh, that is an awful lot of Colossus that we are looking at. <laughs> I paid attention to that. Yeah, it, it's not a Speedo. It, it, it clears some threshold of some it's non-Speedo. Like a brief, it's just a brief, which Definitely, is even worse. Yeah, yeah, it's a brief. Speedo what, would be better. <laughs> I don't know that I agree there. What makes it for me, what where, where I really kind of break down is that the shoes also match the, slippers, the speedo. Kind of like the, the ballet slippers that he's got on match yeah. the speedo. Flip I'm, one more page over. I just want to see Rogue's costume on the page where she gets grabbed. Oh, okay. Okay. What were you looking for? Or what were you well, remembering? I'll keep reading. Okay. Okay. Suddenly, Bonebreaker grabs Rogue and she absorbs his psychic, his psyche. I wrote, why doesn't she wear long sleeves? Yeah. But apparently she was wearing long sleeves. They just got uh, torn up. Yeah, they got a bit shredded. Okay. That, that, that's sort of a, a very common thing with Rogue. Yeah. Is in the middle of fighting, her costume will have like rips and stuff in it, and she'll like be in danger of that skin-to-skin contact. <laughs> Never mind the fact that it's established a couple of times. Not, not, not over and over again, but... Certainly in Giant Size X-Men number one, it's established that uh, your costumes are made of unstable molecules. The same thing that the Fantastic Four wears, which is the uh, Deus Ex Scientifica of why it is <laughs> that don't. superhero costumes don't rip. Don't rip. Yeah. Well, I mean, she, she just gets <laughs> and, hers on Amazon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah she's <laughs> got like the Walmart uh, superhero costume. Uh, the Reavers decide to run, but Wolverine kicks their asses with some cool art on page 16. That is cool. Yeah. Finally, the Reavers portal. Wolvie can't follow them, but decides to kill the Aboriginal gatekeeper. Storm stops him. Yep. The X-Men regroup. They have prisoners, but don't know what to do with them. Three Reavers have escaped, and the X-Men are worried their dead, their being dead cover will be blown. Roma shows up. I guess she sent the X-Men in the first place. And the X-Men get back to debating whether they... Uh, kill the prisoners or not. No surprises, Wolverine wants to kill them. Well, Havoc suggests it. But he was said he was kidding. Uh, did he? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. sorry, you're correct. You're well, correct. he was like, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Havoc asks what the purpose of the X-Men is. Justice or vengeance? Wolverine answers, sometimes, boy, vengeance is justice. <laughs> Roma wants to send them through a portal, the Siege Perilous, yes. which can kill them for... Th- for real, or give them a shot at birth. The them that we are talking about right now is the prisoners. Yes. Yeah. A shot at rebirth. 
they let the Reavers choose, Rebirth or Wolverine, and they all choose Rebirth. Roro asks Roma if she is the goddess, the quote, goddess of her youth. No, nor is she their guardian angel. Excuse me. She's just grateful for their help against the adversary. She is the guardian of the Omniverse, and her debt to the X-Men is paid. Though, didn't she send them after the Reavers in the first place? Miss Hoan doesn't want to go through the portal, understandably. Roma agrees that she is an innocent victim. The X-Men decide to trust her, and Roma sends her back to Singapore. Mm-hmm. Then there's this quote that says, from her lips, your legend will begin to grow, which I'm not sure if that was unclear to me because I wasn't sure if that meant that she was supposed to tell people about the X-Men or whether she was supposed to keep it secret that they were still alive or sort of semi-alive or kind of quasi-alive because yeah. they can't be detected by man or machine unless they're right in front of them or some wait, wait, crazy thing. Like? Detected by man or machine? Yeah, like they can't be detected by any like... What are you saying? Roma said to the X-Men later on that they, like, exist in a sort of a half-life. Like, they can't... They can be seen by people okay, if they're, like, <clears throat> right in front of them. But they can't be sort of detected by, I don't know, radar or... Yeah. Yeah, no, electrospectography okay. or whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. We can, okay. Yeah, I'm almost done. No, no, you're, you're, fine, you're fine. She offers the X-Men the chance to go through the portal. They decline the peril whatever is they decline (laughs) after some speechifying from colossus about the labels used to describe him versus how he describes himself roma leaves the siege perilous in the care of the x-men and goes yep the end the end the end um i I read this i i started to reread it today this afternoon and and apologies for that i'll be more on the ball next (laughs) time Uh, i started to reread it but then i went to uh, eat a donut with our son right or niece Hashtag priorities. Uh, I mean, it's a, well, yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty valid, yeah, yeah. actually. I'll, I'll yeah. accept it. As a, as a parent, as a, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll allow it. Yeah, okay. Um, you won't allow it more than once, so I, I get to use that yeah. uh, excuse. You'd probably allow it a million times if I like you. I, I, I can make time to reread this. I had to reread it last night, so yeah. it would be a bit fresher in my in my brain. I have read this issue before. Yeah. Uh, it's just a question of rereading. Like I said, yeah, I, as you're doing the recap, and I'm, I'm kind of struggling to go back and, and jog my memory, like the last two pages, two or three pages of this, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah. All of this interdimensional hootenanny. I don't know what's <laughs> up with all that. Dimensional um, Hootenanny would be a good name for a, like a like a heavy metal bluegrass band. I was gonna say yeah, something yeah. like that. Industrial yeah. hay bale. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, thoughts. Well, what do we reckon? So it, this one felt sort of like a um, a little bit like a filler, or almost like a like mm-hmm. a coda to the to the last issue, like yeah. a sort of an ending, like a denouement. Denouement. Um, Denouement to the it, last one. I, um, you might or might not know this. I know that this will begin a series of issues where they are in the Australian outback. Right. So to me, it feels like epilogue and prologue. Right. No, <laughs> I knew the that they. Time. I didn't. I, I have. I think I have read the Powell thing on this, but yeah. not today because I didn't have it with me at the yeah. mall. Um, but I read the letters. Actually, there were like letters after okay. the, the this yeah. one, and in one of the letters they weirdly mention that um your man gatekeeper gateway portal mm-hmm. aboriginal guy right uh, 
stays with them or continues to work with them or some crazy thing. I don't know if that's maybe I maybe I misread. Let's find the quote here. Um, yeah, let's definitely spend a couple of minutes uh, doing this. Oh, the X-Men gateway in Aborigine native to their new home, the, Aus- the, the Australian outback. And the full truth won't be known about Gateway for quite some time. Um, so whatever. He well, st- the air quotes around. member. I, basically, I, I I would interpret that as the response to the letter indicating the Aboriginal gatekeeper will be coming back. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe yeah. saying that he become that he sort of joins them is uh, no no over, the air overstated. quotes member is uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Gateway is not necessarily going to be a, uh, an actual member. And I've read the next couple of issues, um, period. But I do know that they stay um, in Australia for some period of time. Yeah. And uh, they they grill shrimp. Uh, I think they, they do. do. They do. They, they, they try to investigate they, whether Dinkum is or is not fair. Yeah, they drink Fosters because that's, uh, that's Australian, Australian for beer. For beer. Yeah. 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 And uh, they probably do some other things. That would be... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a cliche. What other, else do Australians do? What they... They don't eat craft to dinner. They don't... They, um, uh, they, dinner. Don't, they don't have toonies and loonies. <laughs> they don't eat poutine. No, that would be if they got stuck in Canada. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we don't know enough about Australia. We don't know enough. Our, we need our to... other very large, so like our uh, uh, another vast yet sparsely populated Anglophone <laughs> uh, place with overwhelmingly white Anglophone population, but notably in both cases, uh, I, I think I think tricky relationship with the uh, the aboriginal peoples the uh, first nations yeah uh let's talk about that for a while definitely because that's what people <laughs> want to hear well what i was doing while the the the, the, the centuries long shadow cast by uh anglican colonialism yes, and that that's all been rough but <laughs> you and i are fucking experts on that but most people which is why we're this. not going to talk about it so but, but we should just just so that people are aware because we do talk about social issues from time to time uh, each of us have doctorates in, in whatever field of study <laughs> allows one you, to comment on that with authority. Do you remember when my, our daughter called me a doctor of carbohydrates or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a PhD in carbohydrates. PhD in carbohydrates. That's basically a, <laughs> the same level of expertise that we have yeah, about yeah. colonialism and, uh, and all of that. Yeah. Um, we Both of us, though, we have each of us read Guns, Germs, and Steel by Jared Diamond. I read so. most, most of it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You haven't read all of it. I sort of feel like with nonfiction books, sometimes. Oh my when you, god! Sometimes when you read the first two thirds of the book, you sort yeah. of know where they're going. You get the gist of it. <laughs> well, actually, I can summarize Jared Diamond. Very, I can't remember if I read quickly. The, the entirety of that. The one or not, reason to be fair. why Western Europe was more technologically advanced as of call it the 17th century. The reason why. Yes is because the Eurasian landmass has a predominantly east-west axis and the western hemisphere is predominantly north-south. North, north, south. Right, yeah. And, the Sahara, and the Sahara Desert. The Sahara Desert is a, is a motherfucker. It's a motherfucker, <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Uh, yeah. What I was doing while you were uh, expositing about the Australian outback was, yeah. Yeah. was because in the letters thing, many of the letters mentioned issue 218. Um, Refresh the, my memory. They... Let's pretend that I... We all know that I can match any X-Men issue number 
to what happens, but just for the benefit of our listeners. It's where they fight Juggernaut. Okay. I don't even know which fucking issue number this one is. 229? This one is 229. They they fight this, like, uh, Alex and, and Lorna or whatever, or they fight, and then at the end there's, like, the... The Star Shark. Oh, yeah, the Star which Shark. Does not, hey, Star Shark. Yeah, have not right. heard hide nor hear from that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if that thread's going to be picked up at any point. Mostly hide. I think uh, uh, Star Sharks are hairless. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was a popular one. People liked it. People really liked In the letters, people mentioned numerous times that they really liked Longshot, uh, which is weird. Because <laughs> yeah. he's like kind of a flat character so we, far. Yeah, we are on a different page there yeah. with the, uh, the contemporary uh, uh, readership yeah so then so question yes what does but, sorry i'm stop. sorry i'm <laughs> drumming just so that folks know uh those unusual noises that you heard mm. were my beautiful wife taking a ballpoint pen and smacking the uh, uh various surfaces in the cludio what was your question what does roma mean when she says uh, da, da, da. from her lips, meaning Miss oh, yeah, Hoan, yeah, yeah. from her lips, your legend will begin to grow. Does she mean that? Or maybe nothing. I, I'd have to go back and look at it again. Um, I, my take on this slightly cynical take on this is that Claremont might do something with it or he might not. Yeah. I think at this stage, he. And this isn't necessarily the supposition. He's killed off the characters. He he wants a a fresh slate. Yeah. Um. And I think that's part of what that is. That that forward looking thing from here from her lips, uh, your legend will begin to grow. It, it, the 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 overarching story of the x-men is changing yeah. it's different and, and for all i know what will happen in the next eight to ten issues will absolutely reinforce that sure or right. or <laughs> it was something that 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 claremont was um almost giving himself a writer's Room. prompt yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, my my general, I agree with you that it sort of was like summing up and also looking forward felt yeah. like a little bit of a transitional issue. Yeah. Um, the the actual action in it felt a little bit um, like forced. Like I never could figure out whether Roma had like sent them to rescue this this bank manager lady or whether mm-hmm. she had just kind of shown up at the end to help them. Yeah. As I was reading it, I got the impression that she had sent them, but you know whatever um it didn't really felt feel like it yeah. mattered i have forgotten everything to do with roma from this issue <laughs> yeah so i can't comment on that so she um, either sent them or she helped them she's not the goddess that uh that, that yeah that yeah, we established know, so. she's not uh that some you know sort of gonna she's not really planning on sticking around she says like she's got a lot of shit on her plate she's like i'm in charge of the omniverse and i really can't spend a lot of time focusing on this one area so i've helped you with these assholes or maybe you've time to move on maybe you've helped me i'm 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 Um, shoving shoving the bird out of the nest and you're going to need to learn how to fly yeah yeah so i'm leaving you with this like weird uh rebirth portal and uh you know lots of lots of luck Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Um, the action I, I thought was kind of okay 
the, the scene where Colossus and Rogue walk into the uh, effectively old timey Western saloon, yeah, Western fun. United States saloon, uh, and then just chuck all the people out. It, it was a decent enough sight gag. Yeah. Um, uh, I was about to make another point about Dave Sim. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do that since I've already already uh, uh, breached that. It it, it 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 sort of works. Dave Sim, creator of Cerebus, uh, mm-hmm. independent comics advocate and noted misogynist Dave Sim, <laughs> probably self-described misogynist Dave Sim. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could do a sight gag that was it would fucking knock your socks off. Yeah, think about it for a minute because a sight gag is very difficult to do with. Static Still, images, yeah, and sure. when I say sad gag, I don't mean like Gary Larson the Far Side, right? <laughs> like, you know, dinosaurs smoking cigarettes. Yeah, we get it. Sight gag, the same way that you would see one in, in a TV show yeah. or, or a movie, where there's like movement through the panels. Exactly, that's funny. exactly. Yeah. He he could just fucking nail that. Well, the dinosaur smoking cigarettes was pretty funny. I knew that this was clearly meant for kids that were considering smoking <laughs> it was it was like a psa it was like that this is your brain on drugs i never really um, thought, it, thought it was like that uh, i don't think i don't think i did. no 100 percent. yeah <laughs> I, I, probably i had a teacher or, or guidance counselor or whatever like in high school exactly yeah like in a classroom and so oh come on <laughs> yeah you know, i mean like, i'm sure in that context yeah. it felt a little a little on the nose yeah um, or, or maybe well and I, I was probably smoking at that time <laughs> so there's that um, i have it which i've given up folks many many years ago mm-hmm. and also you know it wasn't wasn't the right call yeah. don't 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 smoke don't smoke kids. kids it's a bad um, idea so that is what wasn't else? even a habit, by the oh. way, just for clear. Huh? I, I said a habit. It was never even a habit. Yeah. It was a you know a thing that I do from time to time. Um The Reavers. Yes. Are they the same Reavers that we see in Firefly? No, good heavens no. What is that name? Like what is it was one of them like did Joss Whedon read this and is like, hey, that's a cool uh, cool it, name it, it, for it, a bunch of baddies. Like, how is it that there are two groups of because because physically English, altered uh, English has a lot of synonyms. Maybe I don't know what that word actually means. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to get a, get a different decent definition here. Um, a reaver like it's an agricultural thing. Yes, reaver is firefly, but reaver, 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 reaver. No, 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 no. Stop it. I don't know. Damn it. I'm, I don't want to look up Juneteenth. Get back money that you have lost or I don't want to look up Juneteenth. Well, yeah, somehow I, I yeah, it keeps wanting to pluralize it and it takes me to... Recover, reacquire. To go on a plundering raid. Yeah. Okay. Scottish and Northern Eng- Eng- England dialect. So like yeah, a so, rav... rav like Ravisher, rav- Weaver. Rav- maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't connect those at all. Okay. If you've got... Uh, law enforcement or or baddies, and they've got a group of folks called the enforcers. Yeah, but that's like a more um... the fact that the word reaver is slightly more obscure. Um, well, and to be fair, you're not crazy by any stretch. Yeah. Joss Whedon famously did read the X Men, wrote for the fucking X Men. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Joss Whedon's run on the X Men is pretty great. Yeah. Um, so maybe that did inspire him. Perhaps, perhaps. But uh, it, it could also be, you know, a cigar is just a cigar. The Reavers on Firefly were scary, scary baddies. Yes. Yeah. 
what was it? God, and like uh, Rizzo, who are they? Like uh, they'll uh, they'll kill you, rape you, then cannibalize your body, and if you're lucky, they'll do it in that order. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. in the movie, I want to say there was like a scary and unsettling scene with with the Reavers. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah. I mean, not even villain. Uh, there's got to be a literary word for that. Some uh, like like natural for some natural danger, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some you know, some perilous thing. Uh, yeah, really, really. Firefly is really great. Let's talk yeah. about Firefly. Let's talk. I think I think we I think we should watch Firefly with them. I think that we may hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think they might be right. It's I mean it's like a two week pro, less than two week project. Yeah. It's so short. I'm pretty sure that we have that on the server. Mm. Put a pin in that. I want to come back to that because I do want to talk about the Reavers in this issue. I, the first time that I read it, I was reading out of sequence and I'd heard about the Outback era of the X-Men. So like, mm-hmm. I jumped straight to this. Was pretty lost. But the opening... Uh, or the opening... The, the moment, the panel where the Reavers appear didn't work for me. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I still... I'm not wild about them mm-hmm. as uh, as baddies. They're so mechanized, and especially that's why they that's why they got all fucked up by that sand. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there <coughs> there is that. But um, and this is going to I, I'm I'm going to have difficulty expressing this. Yeah, they are rapey, and I don't I don't particularly enjoy reading that. Um, it, it has some some place in, in, in narrative, yeah. but I'm reading this I'm like. Like oh yeah we're really like we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna rape you we're gonna do this become good friends thing. yeah but well yeah <laughs> they're doing that language where they're suggesting sexual assault and my thought as I'm reading this and this is why I'm 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 trying finding it difficult to express that my thought was like you're gonna rape her with what dude <laughs> and, 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 and like let's just acknowledge uh, that that you, you don't need you can commit sexual assault of without course, that yes. but but as I'm reading it I'm like. It, yeah. it's it's you're more machine than man <laughs> yeah. right right yeah. it, it, maybe what i found troubling with it is given their physical character don't don't make them rapey uh it, it, it didn't really serve to make them more menacing right it, planting that question in, in my head uh, i mean yes okay it, it underscores their their malevolence that these are very very evil uh dudes but here's how I'm exiting this. <laughs> if you're going to have the threat of sexual violence in a, in a, in a comic book, make it associated with, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, uh, I'd, I'd be a okay with it not being present in comics at all. Um, but, but in this instance, like it, it almost it, felt like too much. Like, okay, they're really, they're really evil. You know, they've got the swastika. They're like, yeah, they're like seventy five percent mechanized. Like, you're just running up the score by making them yes. rapey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's a good way of yeah. putting it. It, it didn't like, add we get it. They're, they're evil. Yeah, it was. It, I, I find swastikas upsetting. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, all right, so so that uh, that I wanted to say about about the rivers. I'm looking forward to the rest of uh, the Outback. Yeah, the Barbie, the Kangaroos, the yes, fo- the Fosters, uh, the Joeys, the Joeys, Joeys. Oh, 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 and and I hear there is an issue where there's a woman whose baby is imperiled by dingoes. <laughs> the dingoes! Oh my god, I forgot yes, about the dingoes. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, and scene. Um, Firefly. Yes. 
We should watch Firefly with the kids. We should uh, when we when we make a, a habit of waking up early. We could watch. Oh, that's Firefly. a good idea. Yeah. yeah, we need to start that too. You and I are going to have a conversation about that. that this we're isn't not really going a, to an, commit to <laughs> the public record. An administrative meeting, is it? No, it is not. All right. What else have we seen done? Uh, oh, that was it on Firefly. We're just doubling down on the fact that we want to watch that show. I love that show. Um, speaking of Firefly, semi-speaking of Firefly, cause I, I can't remember the name of the actress, but she shows up in the TV show Alias, the first episode of which I watched with our daughter yesterday morning. And may I say... That is one of the best first issue, first, first episodes, episodes mm-hmm. of a TV show. I have seen that. I've watched that pilot. I want to say like three times mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You watched it with me. What what actress? Uh, she's. Um, I can't remember the names of any of the characters or the actresses. She's one of the only women. That, well, there's three women in there's the show. Three women. Yeah. Uh, uh, African American woman. She wouldn't be African American in the future, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, she's Duda's wife. Oh, yeah. What's her yeah. name? Gina? Yes. Or maybe that's the actress's name. Might be the actress's name, actually. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speedily rotten tomatoesing uh, to find... Yeah, I can't remember uh, any of their names either. I mean, I remember Mel Reynolds' name and... Yeah. Uh, to fire, firefly. Oh, to have much um, dead air so, as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I Gina think Torres do, is the actress's name. Dead air is preferable to us talking. <laughs> Let's just face the facts. Gina Torres, I think you are correct about that. Actress. And what is her? What is the thing's name? What is her character's name? It'll come. The to point me. is Alias. Yes, Alias <laughs> Which, was a good show. Yeah, that's a pop culture a thing. Uh, I've seen all of the first season, maybe. So I'm, I'm going to rewatch that. Uh, hopefully, I'll get away with rewatching all of it uh, with our daughter. Yeah. Because I, I did, I did say, and and you already know this, but the rest of the world will know this. As I've said, uh, there's a lot of shows that I like to watch that nobody likes to watch with me. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be real cool if I could uh, have some have some more TV buddies. Yeah. As much as I have enjoyed uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I love The Amazing Race. I love The Amazing yeah. Race. I like Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I I don't know. I have a like I I like an, an, a forty five minute long show too sometimes because a half an hour yeah, sometimes is definitely. just like not or the twenty minute whatever yeah. is like not long enough. Yeah, if you knuckleheads would just get on board with Star Trek or Alias. Well, I mean, I would. I watch. I, I mean, I don't know. I but the, I will but, but, always but, but, but watch kid, anything with you. No, yeah, I know, but, but they don't. There is no time. There is no always exactly opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just had a thought about something TV, watching TV, TV shows. There's this medium called television. It's and you're gone. Aware that on this medium, there are shows. No, it'll come back to me. <laughs> That's Pulp Fiction. Some thought. Pulp Fiction. Some thought. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Thought. Uh-huh. The, 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 where they're talking about uh, pilots and uh, John Travolta says, I don't have a TV. And Samuel Jackson said. You are aware of the medium of television, and that on this medium there are shows. I don't remember that part, but I believe. Ah, uh, that's funny. Uh, he's describing what a what a TV pilot is. Mm. Um, what else have we watched, or done, or seen? Where I don't know. We... I was trying. Oh, Purple Rain. Let's talk about Purple Rain. Okay, yeah, we're going back a little ways there. Um, beginning two weeks ago, something like that, we saw that first time I'd seen Purple Rain. Have we not talked about Purple Rain on the no. show? Maybe we have not. Okay. Um, well, you first. Tell me your thoughts about Purple Rain. All right. So I have seen Purple Rain before. Yeah. 
Purple Rain came out in 1984, it seems, mm -hmm. uh, when I was 10. So yeah. I would not have seen it in a movie theater. I would have seen it sometime later on. You would uh, not have seen Apollonia's uh, breasts. Not in, in the movie, movie theater. theater. Yeah. No, I would have seen it at on, age 10. No. Um, I would have seen it on, I can't get comfortable. Yeah. I would have seen it on, uh, on, well, VHS, right, at some point. Eventually. Subsequent yeah. to that, although I have no actual uh, recollection of mm -hmm. when I saw that. Um, I loved the movie. Like, I thought it was. Wow. Yeah. Loved it. Like, it, was, okay. it was just really fun. Like, I don't know. He, like, he's just so. Honestly, like, if it. it if it was just the musical performances, mm -hmm. like that would have been adequate to me. Like he's just so yeah. charismatic and the performances were so cool and so good. Yeah. Um, that it was, I really, really enjoyed seeing it. I enjoyed it as well. Uh, frustrated at the uh, cinematic experience at the Silver Spot in Chapel Hill. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Silver Those Spot. Those assholes, yeah. We've been going, uh, you, you know, you know that I am a loyal customer, but. Um, I, I will be not going Less to your loyal. theater yeah. for a while. Uh, I will come back, but you know what, man? No more food. That, but also, you know, maybe maybe end of summer, I'll go back to the yeah. Silver Spot. I don't want to. I don't want to give you Chatterheads uh, my money. I <laughs> uh, sent you an email and you've not responded. So fuck you to the Silver Spot in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. <laughs> and if you're listening, don't go there because they fucked up my order. Took them ages to get my sandwich to me. It was distracting, and it's impossible for me to talk about this movie without talking about that <laughs> just annoying experience yeah. that I had. It feels like they've just they've overreached their ability to create food and bring it to people. Yeah. Like, maybe they should just go back to just having the concessions and the popcorn, which was always pretty good. Yeah. But the trying it, to... In contrast, may I say that uh, Alma Draft House... They got great food. In Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> yes. And I will drive 40 minutes out of my way to avoid going to the Silver Spot. I, I'm repeating it so often, it almost sounds like a, like a plus. Don't go to the Silver <laughs> Spot in Chapel Hill. Fuck them. Fuck those guys. But definitely go to the Alamo Draft House. If you want to have a good Sandmanic experience, the Alamo Draft House is 100% the place to be. Um, right. All that understood. And I'm looking forward to going to the Alamo Draft House. You know what they did? I didn't even have a bad experience. They don't have to atone for anything. They sent me some free, some free popcorn. <laughs> they sent me an email saying, hey, come back to the theater. We'll give you some free popcorn. <laughs> Silver Spot doesn't do that. Uh. Yeah. Those greedy capitalist pig dogs okay. <laughs> don't want me to have any, any, any joy. Yeah. Maybe it's so, our own, maybe it's our own fault for ordering food. That's not something that I had been against <laughs> until it was something that I was for. The the, the customer is always right, and yeah. it, it's not our mistake for ordering something that they pledged to be able to do. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. So as I was uh, eating my cold gummy fries, not washing them down with the soda that never arrived, I was watching the movie Purple Rain, which was a very good movie. I had been very excited about seeing these performances sort of quasi live. Right. Uh, I'm not a big Prince fan, but look, I, he's got a, an impressive body of work yeah. and I, I really wanted to see them with, with the image and, 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 uh, uh, kind of amped up sound. That aspect of it was great. Loved seeing Morris Day and Jerome. This is, mark your calendars, mark your, uh, historical Wikipedia thing. 
the last public appearance of the Low Five happened in 1984, <laughs> when they're when they're when they're dancing like awesome Low Five, <laughs> and I want to bring it back. That was groovy. Uh, the non-musical bits didn't work for me. Yeah, they weren't like amazing, but uh, no. whatever, it was fine. Like they were fine. It was just a dress like filler yeah. to to get to the musical bits. That, that is absolutely the way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, I read. A, a kind of a transcript of the uh, uh, Siskel and Ebert review of that. Mm-hmm. Looked for an Ebert review because they both said it was one of the 10 best movies of that year. Mm-hmm. So I knew that they both enjoyed the film. As I'm watching, I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I read the transcript and what the way that they described it was uh, that it's it's a musical with kind of interstitial Drama. Narr- yeah. Yes, drama that, that will move move things forward. forward right. It's absolutely the way to look at yep. it. You could also kind of compare it to uh, kind of Mozart-era opera, where you've got musical pieces, but, but there's in between that there's recitative, which is basically semi-sung dialogue. Right. Uh, and, and the plots of Mozart-era opera plots are paper thin <laughs> yeah i mean the plot wasn't yeah. like i mean he does he does like he does go through something right oh, like definitely, he transforms definitely. yes he's different at the end than he was at the beginning maybe the acting isn't amazing but yeah. he definitely it's not just like total filler there yeah. is like a story trying to be to be told 100 percent. yeah fully agree with you i have to hit that speed bump of uh, the spousal abuse yeah <laughs> and Especially the for the early scenes, Prince, he's a major dick. Yeah, he's a he's a gigantic dick. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean he's just like a child. They call him the kid. Yeah, he's just like a child. And then through the thing, and then through the sort of you know near loss or sort of loss of his father, yeah. he like grows up a little bit. But he is a pretty big dick at the beginning. Yeah, maybe he's a big dick at the end too, because there are lots of grown men that are also dicks. Honestly, or grown right, people right, that are right. also dicks doesn't have to be men. Could be anybody. Could, yeah, could, anybody can be yeah, a yeah, dick. Yeah, exactly. Anyone Especially, can be a dick. Uh, it, it, it is not a film to go to uh, take lessons on good behavior. Great film for good music. Yeah, and uh, the comedic stylings of Morris Day were charming, <laughs> charmed by him. What was the thing you read? It was funny. You read a funny thing about him and his, uh, is somebody like on, on Letterboxd, uh, um, whenever people review a film on Letterboxd, it's usually just a few sentences, uh-huh. but one of the things that they said, the, the, the thing about the film that is hardest to believe is that, uh, Morris and Jerome, are meant to be some skirt chasing players, players yeah. when clearly yeah. they're a gay couple. It <laughs> <laughs> look, it look better. Uh, yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that was uh, that was fun. Yeah, great experience. I'm, I'm very happy to have had the opportunity to have seen it. Yeah. I only wish that I could have seen it in the Alamo Draft House, which is a great place to see movies. <laughs> the Alamo Draft House, Chef's Kiss. You're doing the world a great favor. <laughs> What else have we seen? Have we seen another movie in the movie theater? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um, last night, Son and I watched Dark Knight Rises. Mm. I'm nearly complete on Christopher Nolan. This is not a, a steep hill to climb, but I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> slowly getting around to it. Dark Knight Rises, which maybe is a little little more on point for the uh, superhero mm-hmm. fans. Uh, although I can't really talk about it because you didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just sounded like it was long. 
Well, okay. I probably would have <laughs> yeah. said I haven't seen it, but I already think that it was too long. Okay. I had no problems whatsoever with the pacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, say what you will about Christopher Nolan. Yes, he does make movies with a meaningful runtime. He earns that runtime. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't fault him for that. <laughs> I'm laughing because you said, like, you said something to the boy about uh, having a favorite director. And, yes, and he's like, Christopher Nolan's not my favorite director. He's just a director whose movies I like and try to see all of. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, um, that, that's, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's you're, you're defining favorite yeah. director. Uh, um, uh, the acting was tremendous. In particular, Anne Hathaway uh, gave a next level performance mm. if, if she were in anything other than a superhero movie it would have gotten i think loads of notice uh, <laughs> as being just a, a really really terrific acting um the the story i don't like it was a bummer mm. <laughs> okay it, it it's it's a very nihilistic work mm. and i i i found it <clears throat> kind of difficult to to get real happy. Mm. Not happy is the wrong word. I, I find it difficult to get kind of excited about it. Some movies, some movies are downers. Apocalypse Now, eh, not saying them. Not a movie that I'm going to see on my birthday. <laughs> but it it, it, it has. I, I don't know. Uh, there there's sort of a point to the downerness. I, I'm not sure what all of the bleak. Uh, bleakness is that the is that the one that was like most recently in theaters depending on how you reckon it no no or yes okay it doesn't matter (laughs) don't explain it (laughs) yeah this was so so i i am going to explain it for sure (laughs) there are at present i'm going to say technically four maybe five different cinematic iterations of batman and we'll skip like any serialized say, we've, movies. We've gone through. I've actually made a list one time. All right. So, so in five in 19, sentences or less. like 67 or 68, there was basically a TV movie with um, Adam West that, that hit the theaters. This is the, the campy TV show version mm-hmm. of Batman. They had one of those that went into movie theaters. The next would have been 88, 89, Tim Burton's Batman. Right. The one with Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Right. Um, 19... Soundtrack by Prince. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. C- connecting dots there. Yep. <laughs> Part... I'm trying to make sure this yeah. isn't one of those bits that then you listen to and say that you did all the talking and then you feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel bad about yeah, okay. this because <laughs> you'll, I'll be able to refer you to this tape whenever we talk about cinematic Batman. We actually um, already have an episode where we've gone through this and I wrote really? down a list. Yes. Well, what's next then? I don't know. I don't have my, I didn't know okay. that I would need it. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, so there's four films there yeah. and we change actors and directors. Also, there is the animated movie Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Okay, cool. <laughs> then there's the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Okay. And Dark Knight Rises was the concluding chapter of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And that was what you watched last night. Yeah. And then actually, what came after Actually, that? six. Six Batman. Because after that, we've got the uh, the Zack Snyder take on Batman. That would be uh, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League. Who played Batman last night? Uh, uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. And Love then him. Ben Affleck plays okay. him. Most recently, in movie theaters, Robert Pattinson as... The Batman. That's probably what I'm thinking of. That is what you were thinking of. Yeah. All right. Robert Pattinson's pretty hot, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? 
um, crazily, he was in Tenet. I don't know if he's been in other Christopher Nolan things, mm. but um, now I'm trying to draw some connections there that don't really exist. So, like, it, it, what, what, what would have been funny is if, if Pattinson had been in, in one of the Batman uh, movies that Nolan, uh, that Nolan directed. Hmm. Or, or it wouldn't have been all that funny. It would have been as funny as the Notable. fact that, uh, and I didn't come up with this observation, that um, Star Wars exists in the MCU because Peter Parker and uh, Ned are building uh, the Death Star. Right. Which means they've seen the Star Wars movies, which means they've seen Mace Windu, played by Samuel Jackson, and then they meet Nick Fury. That's funny. I never and nobody ever that. says, you know, you look a lot like that dude <laughs> from The Phantom Menace. That's awesome. Yeah. I, that had never occurred to me. Yeah. Um, and then final thought, we've been watching weirdly and, and at the beach with my parents, uh, loads of Law and Order, which, <laughs> which I've like super been digging. I've really good, been enjoying good, those. I'm I mean, glad. I don't know that I can watch like all of them because they're... Two they're, per day is yeah, my limit. Yeah, yeah. yeah two they're per day they're pretty limit. episodic. I, I don't but, need two per day. Like one yeah. per day is a... Okay. Yeah. I have, Oh, sorry. I have found the, uh, the, the plots of those like very interesting and yeah. like nuanced and like not... Uh, I don't know. I was I was wondering if like a, a show like how a show like that would be made today, like whether it would. It's continuing to be made. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I would be, I would actually be curious to, to watch some now and see if they're like if they have a different feeling. So in terms of like the good guy, the bad guy, and sort yeah. of this clear, you know, who's the goody, who's the baddie. Oh sure, sure. Because in the older ones, it is I found I found them to be very like thoughtful and nuanced. Okay, the genre of procedural shows yeah. is really really old law and order has its origins in the radio show dragnet <laughs> I, i'm not doing a thing no, here yeah, um and, and dragnet obviously looks loads different than law and order but very similar kind of thing and, and we get that uh that plays out in a lot of different ways procedural you could you could say that that's also there's like the whodunit ones that's like matlock and um uh, Murder, She Wrote, that kind of thing. The Rockford Files. Um, there are like four iterations of Law and Order. There's NCIS. Mm -hmm. There's CSI. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's, yeah. yeah, so... Um, well, yeah. It was fun watching Law and Order. Yeah. It, they are an interesting those. window yeah. on society. Yeah. And, and what we think of it. And uh, <laughs> if, if you really want a good laugh, a window to society, but like, like how society, some members of the population see other folks the dragnet episode with the hippies <laughs> as you can guess yeah pretty funny pretty, yeah, pretty funny pretty funny cool all right i don't think i don't think i have anything else give me two minutes on Shaun of the dead oh Shaun of the dead oh my god yeah yes Shaun of the dead was awesome also awesome i just i feel like i like everything right now i'm in a good mood it's that, really that's fine. hot in this cludio i've seen shawn okay, of the yeah, dead we'll get you out of here in just a second. um we watched it with our children because we were getting ready to to go to london mm -hmm. and uh, i think they both really enjoyed it the scene where they are just beating the hell out of the zombie <laughs> and it just goes on and on yeah to, i lost my mind queen, laughing yeah. at that no yeah. no not that not not that Earlier on, when Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are like oh, in, the yeah, 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 in the backyard, uh, wailing on that guy with a <laughs> shovel and a cricket bat, <laughs> fucking hell! I went, I went bananas yeah, for that. That movie was so good. And I, I don't know what that says about me because <laughs> here's the joke: two guys 
are basically pummeling a corpse <laughs> for like a solid minute. It just goes on for so long. It's so great. <laughs> it was so great, man. Because they start beating on that on this dude, and it's like, like, oh my god, they're still fucking hitting him. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. kids ever like that was a that was a home run for family movies. Uh, everybody enjoyed that. it. Uh, yeah, and and the the disembowelment of the live person yeah. didn't actually two years ago that would have sent either one of them into a tailspin. But they, maybe they hundred uh, percent. Yeah, what they I toughed said, it out. They what toughed I said it out. to her was, was that like the the like all the gore was pretty much played for laughs like yeah. there were no jumps like there were no scary exactly. surprises yeah. Yeah. and so because of that it kind of lets you as the viewer instead of being scared by the yeah. surprise right. gore then just be like oh oh god oh yeah. like, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah. <laughs> what yeah. are they doing uh, oh you yeah. know isolated you yeah. know absent context it is a very upsetting <laughs> thing to watch extremely yes, upsetting hilarious yeah. oh god yeah i was yeah. laughing was so like, funny Ripping open his stomach <laughs> and pulling out his intestines. Yeah, Leia also. Oh, sorry, our daughter also mentioned that uh, th- the other thing that made that, despite all the gore, mm-hmm. sort of tolerable to watch, is that she doesn't want to watch anything that has like prolonged, like human suffering, where yeah. people are like screaming or crying or like being yeah. tortured. Or, you know, where like you can see or hear their like pain. But I think in that scene, it was like the yes. guy, like they bit him. He was like, he doesn't make a sound pretty dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then they, they get to work sort of, uh, pulling out his intestines. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was good. Uh, and finally, just going to name check these two things. I finally saw Robocop. Oh, yeah. Finally, uh, uh, got an 80s thing. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Mistress America, uh, Greta oh, yeah. Gerwig, um, was great. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing Barbie later this year. Mm. Barbenheimer weekend. <laughs> I'm stoked. All right. So. All right. Thank you for bye listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.